everyone. Welcome to Sundays with Saima. This podcast is made for aspiring otolaryngologists to learn from trainees and attendings in the field. I'm your host, Saima Wase, fourth year medical student at Northeast Ohio Medical University. Today, I am excited to be speaking with the editorial board of the Oracle, Suditi Vadula, Kavya Pai, Ariel Omiunu, and Hamza Qureshi. The Oracle is a newsletter built to discover new updates in otolaryngology made for medical students by medical students. Sudipti is an MS4 from Rutgers, New Jersey Medical School and serves as editor-in-chief. Kavya is an MS4 from University of Toledo and serves on the editorial board. Ariel is an MS4 from Rutgers, New Jersey Medical School and serves on the editorial board. Hamza Qureshi is a resident physician at Case Western Reserve University School of Medicine and serves on the editorial board. I am looking forward to speaking with my fellow aspiring otolaryngologists. Thank you all for joining me today. I'm excited for our discussion. So to start out, uh, can you tell me about what excited you about otolaryngology? I guess like I can start. Um, I'm Sadipi. Um, and um, what excites me the most about otolaryngology is the amount of uh, innovation and technology that we um, have within our field. Um, it starts off obviously just as a lot of toys that a lot of our attendees get to use and they're very fun to work with. But I think it's more than that in that the field is very innovative and um, is not resistant to change. Most of the attendings that I've worked with have always been very up to date with the current evidence and they're always looking to incorporate new strategies into their surgical techniques as well as are very willing to try out new devices to help them in the operating room awesome this is kavya speaking i can go next so there are a lot of reasons in which i i'm interested in ent the first that i think about is the patient population which i really admire more often than not, the patients present with significant and even apparent quality of life and aesthetic concerns. And despite this, I am amazed that they are able to persist and show great resilience. And as an aspiring otolaryngologist, I think there's a lot I can learn from them. So that's my primary reason for being interested in ENT. Hey, Saima. Um, thank you so much for having us. Um, I would say that this is Ariel. Um, I would say that this, uh, for my reasons for going into ENT, amongst others, and I know that Sudipti and Kavya touched on um, a few popular ones, uh, but I feel, I feel like there's so much variety in the field um, within the specialty. You can branch into so many different things. And a lot of what I find, a lot of my favorite things about different specialties, OB-GYN, um, peds, uh, internal medicine, I can definitely, I can find in, in this one field. And, um, I, that's, I feel like that's something that's very unique. So there's a lot of opportunities and there's so much diversity that you can't really go wrong. Yeah. Very well put Ariel. This is Hamza Qureshi calling. Um, yeah, it was, thank you so much for having us. This was a, it was a great opportunity, uh, to share a little bit about ourselves and, and this little project that we've done, but, um, you know, I, I learned about ENT and otolaryngology head and neck surgery relatively late in my medical school experience. Um, but I think exactly what Ariel said is that, you know, as you go through your clerkships, you know, you realize every niche quality of every, every specialty that uh, really stands out to you. And you, you realize that a lot of what our specialty has to offer 
includes a lot of those minutiae. And, um, you know, I, I was in particular, I was really interested in, in cancer biology, uh, you know, as I was going through medical school and that was what hooked me, um, initially, but as I've continued to explore the specialty, the variety in the specialty, all the subspecialties is something that continues to engage me, um, you know, every single day. So, but thank you. Of course, it's lovely to hear what my fellow medical students have to say about the field, um, starting with the patient population, innovation, the breadth of the field, and some of the cancer biology that is really intriguing. And it's awesome that we, it's included in otolaryngology. So can one of you all tell me about what it, the oracle is and where it came from? So the oracle is basically a medical student written newsletter um, and um, we basically look through for some of the most um, contemporary current research that's happening within otolaryngology and we try to find stuff that's interesting but also at a medical student level um, so that our fellow medical students can all stay up to date. And I think especially in ENT, the, the variety that we all love contributes to it having so many different journals, so many different places for us to find this information. And so we wanted to find, like create a place where a lot of it is um, all located in one area, but also stuff that is not too complicated and stuff that we can understand and talk about, whether we're talking to attendings on our aways and our AIs or during interviews or just amongst ourselves and at conferences to help like build that knowledge base that really leads to becoming that a very good otolaryngologist in the future. Um, and I think we really wanted to serve as a tool for medical students. Of course, now we have like we have a resident on our team and like we're like looking to expand the breadth of knowledge and all. Um, but our like main um, interest in starting it was to have a resource that's very research oriented, which is a, the way the field is moving in ENT in general for applicants. Great. I think there is a big fear of the breadth of the knowledge base for otolaryngology and medical students, especially those without home programs can often feel intimidated. So I think it's really great that you guys have put together this resource. And I know people from my university have benefited as well uh, from Neomed because they don't have a home program and you're giving them the opportunity to get involved early. So that's great what you guys are doing. Um, can you comment on how the four of you connected? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll answer this question too, and then I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but um, so basically, this started off because of a similar newsletter that's done in ophthalmology. It's called The Lens, and a very close friend of mine um, works on it. And um, after seeing the newsletter and seeing the success that they had had, I actually reached out to the editor in chief of that newsletter. And um, he had mentioned and given us a lot of the logistics behind how to get this going. And um, after that point, I actually reached out to our program director, who was like one of my like very good mentors, Dr. Kalyusef. And she had also said that this was actually a, like a good idea within ENT, especially because it hadn't been done before. And uh, around that time, um, Arielle and I had connected on some of the other research we were doing at NJMS. And we're also introduced to Kavya through Dr. Eloy. So three of us kind of talked about it 
And I think around a similar time as well, Hamza had reached out to the same person I reached out to um, at the lens. And um, he put um, Hamza in touch with us because it would be kind of silly to have this redundant concept instead of just one comprehensive thing. And this way we can incorporate people from different universities just from the get go as well. So we show that like we are very collaborative and we're not trying to limit ourselves to one institution. And we really want people from all over the country to be involved. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, the team you've built is really broad and it covers the country. So you guys are really building that collaborative team. Um, are there any challenges that have come up? I'm sure with time management and finding time where everyone can get together must be a challenge as well. I think that's definitely a challenge because we're all at different institutions and we're trying to collaborate with people all across the country, but we have been working really hard to be direct with one another, set clear expectations, clear guidelines, clear rules, and hold each other accountable. So I think in the end, it's it's not too bad. And we know that this is a skill that we're going to need to develop for the future too. So it's just great practice, if anything. Right, that's awesome. So in terms of, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I just wanted to chime in and say that we're also all hardworking third years and fourth years and and residents and, you know, our schedules can be crazy busy and a lot of conflict can come up sometimes. So that's a huge challenge, but um, we've got multiple avenues of communication. So that really helps with that. Awesome. So in terms of the future of the Oracle, can you comment on where you see it heading and what you see in the future for its success? I can comment on that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's a great question. I think uh, we made our debut in July and you know, three to four months later, we already have a website and um, over almost, I think we have almost 20 members on our team so far. Um, so I think we've made a lot of progress and um, for now, I think that we're working to continue building our platform, expanding our following. And um, this is our you know, first collaboration that we've done, but we're hoping that this opens the doors to more opportunities for working with other platforms as well, so. Right, absolutely. And yeah, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just chime in there, Saima, as well, that I think, you know, moving forward, we've primarily used Twitter as our, as our main modality of communicating and outreach with you know, the applicant pool. And I think, you know, that as social media in medicine and in, in our specialty in particular continues to grow, you know, we can think about other platforms as well as, as opportunities and obviously growing our team, um, you know, both horizontally and vertically across classes, I think is, our, is the next natural step to growing our group and growing our, our overall vision. Right. And as the rest of you also become busy residents, how do you see the leadership changing or do you see it staying the same? So I think at some level, we all like want to stay involved, whether it's on a very tertiary level, just because I think it's very near and dear to all of us because we started it. But um, within the upcoming months, we actually will be um, putting out applications for um, new members of the editorial board because hopefully assuming everything goes well and we'll be anti-residents next year. I don't think we'll have the time to keep up with this on a weekly basis the way we have to right now. 
And I think it allows other medical students the opportunity for this because the purpose of this wasn't for us to continue to make this more advanced as we move along in our careers. It's so that it's a resource for medical students. Right. Um, that's definitely a good idea to be able to delegate like that, even though it's your baby. I'm happy that you're <laughs> including M1s to M4s and spreading it as far and wide as you can. So thank you all for joining me. Um, do you have any piece of pieces of advice for our junior medical students interested in otolaryngology? I can answer this one. Um, I would say that if you're interested, Great. Um, research is for sure the best way to get started. Uh, the earlier, the better. ENT is a large, largely academic field. So every institution is different, but most often, more often than not, you'd find many faculty and physician mentors who are passionate about projects. And those projects can range from anything where it's like you're in the lab or you're working on like medical devices. And by working on these projects, you start to build relationships with your department. So you can really never go wrong with just starting off with picking up some projects here and there. Yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll chime in that, you know, I think a lot of the application process gets convoluted into, you know, counting numbers on a CV or things like that. But I think the key, the, the key buzzword and what Ariel just said was, you know, the word relationship. I think, you know, the most important thing is building relationships. I know it can be overwhelming that you see you know, we highlight a number of our co-applicants that are writing publications in our in our newsletter. But I think the most important thing is that, you know, these people are spending a lot of time working and developing relationships with their home programs. And a lot of them are actually people that are doing research outside outside of their home programs. And if even if they don't have them, the opportunities are available to continue to, you know, be exposed to other programs. And I know that there are tons of initiatives across the country about exposing um, people that are at smaller places, you know, to, to program. So, you know, don't get, don't, don't shy away because you don't necessarily have the numbers, but focus really on, um, building relationships, meeting people and exposing you to, you know, the culture of the specialty. I'd also like to add that I think that the Oracle is a really great way to find research mentors, especially for those of us without a home program. Saima, you and I both don't have a home program as I come from Toledo. So I think, you know, if you see something you're interested in that is featured on our newsletter, give an email to the, or shoot an email to the senior author and just say you're interested and maybe he or she can direct you to somebody who can help you out and serve as a mentor. I think you know, the cool thing about ENT is that everybody is so welcoming and helpful. So I think it's a really great way to find some sort of resource to help you get started if research is something you're interested in or just with help with the application process in general. Um, yeah, I like 100% echo all of the statements that um, Ariel, Hamza, and Katya have said. Um, I think if there's anything I could add, I would just like say that for junior applicants, just don't be scared. Like I think ENT is a very, very scary specialty to apply to now because it's very daunting to look at not just the numbers, but just like what everyone is doing. And it seems like everyone has everything together. And honestly, I don't, I can't speak for the rest of them, but I was not like uh, coming into med school. Like this is my game plan, A, B, C, D checklist, you know? And medical school is holistic for a reason. And there's so many opportunities. And like a huge part of the Oracle is so that you have an opportunity 
that you might not have at your home school or an avenue to explore something that you were unable to uh, like show off in with your grades or anywhere else on your CV. So it's supposed it's it is a very holistic field, I hope, and that it stays that way. And um, and I think that there are many opportunities within ENT if students like look for them. Thanks, Aditi. And thank you all for your wonderful advice. I will say that I think it's amazing that you touched on how holistic medical school is. And if you just work hard and build those connections and, you know, possibly get involved with the Oracle as well, you will have the chance to succeed in ENT. So thank you all for joining me today. It was great having you and I appreciate your time. Make sure to check out the Oracle just to shout out our Twitter, you can you can check us out at the Oracle underscore Odo, or you can check out our newsletter online at oracleodo.com. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much.